Hello, everybody. My guest today is a relationship coach who helps individuals and couples with mindset and empowered communication. She helps her clients gain confidence and clarity in life, heal from the past, and be empowered moving forward. Her clients come away being able to speak up and speak their truth in relationships, put the past in the past, and have greater acceptance and connections to self and others. Please welcome to the show, Beth Dowie. Thank you, Thank you very much. Hi, how are you going? I'm very good. Great to have you on the show today. Yeah, thank you. How's your Sunday Sunday afternoon going, Beth? Ah, it's fantastic. It's a beautiful day outside and yeah, I'm loving spending some time with my clients today. So it's been fantastic. Nice, nice. Tell me, let's let's go straight into a couple of questions there. What got you to to become a, a relationship coach? It was very much my own journey and one I left my marriage six years ago and so it's been a journey from actually rebuilding myself and realizing how I'm a very connection-driven person. So mm-hmm. being able to learn what I needed to learn to be able to have much deeper, more fulfilling relationships and learning like so it's been my own journey of learning everything there is to know to have great connecting authentic real relationships where you know you see people and you see them for who they really are without the masks Mm -hmm. and yeah now I just I'm designing my business around what actually what lights me up and being able to bring that to other people and help them have the amazing experiences that I've had in mm. in life, but particularly in the last six years where I've been connecting with myself and connecting with people on in at at depths that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really just having to go through a particular experience to to see that we need to uh, change a path, change a career, and and do what really fulfills us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it was definitely a wake-up call for me and that moment where I knew I wasn't happy but I really wasn't in the relationship. I couldn't articulate at the time what the issue was until there was this argument and mm. we, my ex was saying, oh, why, why wouldn't you want, why would you want to leave this relationship? Why would you want to move forward? And, you know, well, move forward. He didn't say move forward. But why would you want to leave everything we've built? Yeah. And we ha- we have three kids together as well. And it was very much, I couldn't articulate it at the time, but then he carried on and kept speaking the way he did, which was in a very belittling way. Mm. And I was able to turn around and go, that, the way you just spoke to me that just then, I never want to be spoken to in that like that again. And it was that point of clarity and being able to just go whoa and oh his response to that was you've never said that to me before mm. it was just like ah oh, okay I thought I had but obviously I hadn't said it in a way that he heard and so that was the point where I was just like whoa 
I don't, I wouldn't think I would have to say that to him, but obviously I do. And our value of kindness is completely different. What I think is kindness, he doesn't. And so it was just that point where I went, oh my goodness. I, yes. I married someone who didn't have the same values and didn't communicate in the same way. And how long have you guys been together for? We were together for 14 years. Wow. So that's really kind of shows you how important communication is. And sometimes we think that we're in, you know, in balance and, and you know, with the other person that we have a similar, you know, way of thinking. And then yep. comes down to 14 years later, you realize, wow, there is a, there's a big gap. Yeah. Very big gap. Yeah. And, and because we spend so long trying to prove ourselves right and trying to just make happen what we think is reality because remember we only see things from how we are and not how other people see them mm. or sorry not how not how other people see them and how they necessarily are in reality we see them as we are yeah we don't interpret situations in reality necessarily and so all our all our filters can really make all that foggy and I like I know for me I was kidding myself and making excuses the whole time when reality didn't match up to what I thought I had mm. and I think it's also a case of you know you don't want to be another example of you know a broken relationship you didn't yeah. like I think that's that narrative that plays in our head as well right yeah definitely yeah I didn't want you know, I didn't want my kids to have to grow up with parents who didn't, weren't married. And mm. yeah, I didn't want to add to that statistic, but it wasn't working for me. So I was that, not who I can be. And how are you guys now? That's uh, something I'm curious, you know, having three children, how do you guys deal with that at the moment? Like, have you, have you yeah. come, have you found a, you know, some sort of a mutual understanding and make, making it work? It's very much I'm still co-parenting with a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And so, and, you know, I'm very careful with using that word yeah. and what exactly I mean, but there's been a lot. We, we did get to a point, like there's been a lot of DVOs in the process. We did get to a point where we were able to communicate fairly well and have some conversations where it wouldn't just get all blaming on me. Yeah. And I thought, you know, cool. Yeah, this is working. We're going really well. I could see the light at the end of the tunnel because you got to remember there's two people in the relationship. And if one person isn't wanting to change or isn't willing to look at where they're going wrong, the other person, the other person can't change them. The other person can only change their own mindset and their own, the own way they are being. Mm. Ends up being and a relationship when one suffers and the other one just doesn't see it and not willing to change. Yeah, yeah. That's not fair. And so, and so my journey, and that's very much been how my relationship has been. It's been, well, I have to be able to change myself and heal myself so I don't have all those suppressed emotions still bubbling underneath. So that's, you know, so I suppress my emotions for, well, 
all my life, really. I'm very, I was very much the people pleaser and wanting to make everyone else happy. So this was very much about like my healing has been really about connecting to my emotions and accepting them as just a beautiful part of being human. And so then I'm not coming across passive aggressive. So I'm not, I don't have those emotions bubbling underneath that mm. then cause me to communicate in a way that's just going to cause more, more conflict. And being able to really understand I understand where he's coming from. I understand the psychology behind it. I understand that until he makes a choice to change or actually admit that maybe he's not perfect in the communication, that he's not going to change. And I have, for me to be able to move forward, I have to accept that and work out how I can make that work, how, yep. how I can still co-parent with him. And so it, re- it takes a lot of work and, I, yeah, so I've, I've been doing that where I've been able to have compassion towards him because I understand where he's coming from. I'm not accepting necessarily the behaviour that he does, but I, I definitely have compassion towards who he is and the awareness of actually what I want and what I don't want in my day-to-day lives and then managing that co-parenting. So it can work and the best way we've been able to get decent communication we communicate over emails mm-hmm. because and this is a trait of a narcissist as well with the gaslighting and they'll do something and then or say something can do the complete opposite the conversations that i thought were really positive <laughs> he yeah. he the next day he would do the opposite and i'm like hold on we just decided this last night and he went and did the opposite. And so that's where I, as my coping mechanism in that relationship, it's very much about, okay, we put it on paper. We take the time to write the email of the issues that need to be addressed and be able to yeah, get to resolutions that way. That's very interesting because oftentimes we say, you know, written communication can sometimes be construed uh, like you know, on the other end for the per- person yeah. receiving that message, you know, you can't always show the emotion. You can't always show everything that you need in, in a message or, or especially yes. a text message. Right. And, and sometimes we get a text message and it feels like rude, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's just words. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that this is in contrary, this is actually a medium that you found that works better actually for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Because, and in a, a resourceful relationship where both people are actually able to have a respect for one another and Mm. respect the other person as a parent because there's very much times where I have not felt any respect as an important part in my kids' lives from my ex. Mm. And, And so in a normal relationship where there is still that respect, even though you don't have to like each other, but there's still a respect of the fact that you're both parents of the children and an ability to be able to communicate and accept that, yeah, we're both hurt, let's just move forward. That In that scenario, yes, definitely, you want to be able to have real communications. Mm. But in a relationship where it is that codependent, narcissistic dynamic, that it doesn't work because unless both people are on the journey of 
healing those traits and those behavior types, they really need to, until both people are doing that, you need to find a, a medium that's going to work or else the, the behavior patterns are just going to continue and they do continue. And I've, I've, I have personally found that. So, you know, six years down the track, the ex then started escalating again, which mm. totally shocked me. So it was very much about, oh, okay, so now, you know, and so in my relationships, everything I work with my clients in, you know, how they can help, how they can be working with their ex-partner for the sake of their kids, I, I do myself every single day because I'm still co-parenting with a narcissist. And you come from your own experience, so that's um, where yeah. that's where yeah. you can provide that value to your clients. You really know where they're coming from. Although yeah. I, I guess, I mean, everybody's got different situations. Not everybody is with a narcissist. There's other reasons why yeah, relationships right. don't work, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what are, what are some of the typical problems people face in, you know, when they come to you with a relationship? Overall problem that has really come out of the woodwork has been it's not having the confidence within themselves to feel empowered in their communication. And so they're not quite speaking their truth. They kind of think they speak up, but it's not in a way that's really being heard. And it's not in a way that allows them to communicate exactly what they are, are trying to communicate. And it's usually in, in their partnerships, but it's you know, our communication comes into your work relationships, you know, your communication with your kids, with your parents. It comes in everywhere. And so the pe- all the people I work with, just working on that one thing, of empowered communication and which also brings in connection with self it ends up filtering into you know being able to set boundaries with friends and partners and colleagues and just have a much better empowered fulfilling life Mm. it's pretty cool and big thing there you said is respect mutual respect and when we when we talk about communication the other thing when when we talk about respect is is also allowing somebody else to share that you know tell their story and just just listening just being a good listener that's yeah. sometimes that's 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 a thing that's also quite missed when people trying to you know talk over each other and you know none of none of the parties you know respect each other mm. enough to you know give them that time and, and be proactively just listening yeah because that's a that's a very powerful skill and you can oh, just listen to somebody and just you know just really focus on what they're saying you yeah. can you can get a lot of out of it. You can really underst- start to see and understand where they're coming from, and then mm. if you have that respect for them, then you'll be able to meet them halfway and and work out a situation, right? Because nothing wrong when you know you don't listen. You just have your own story, and and yeah. you're both fighting because your own you both have you know your own uh, side story, and and you can't meet halfway. So mm. yeah, definitely, and. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very much about, and that is one of the big things. So one of the groups I run is a healing circle called Be Seen, Be Heard, Connect and Be You. Mm-hmm. And so it's about being and we we give everyone the opportunity to be able to hold space for each other and have everyone's opinions be heard without judgment 
And that was a big thing. So that the whole healing circle really came from one of my first coaches that I had. I was at a point where I, I was really quite distressed and I called him and he just, the space he held for me and said, hey, I'm here, of course you feel that, and was just there, not getting turned off by the fact that I was just sobbing all over the phone and it was just having that space held for me grew the acceptance of myself in a way that was just blew blew my mind. It was amazing. And, yeah, having him accept my emotions helps me accept my emotions, which helps me connect to myself and accept myself and love myself. Mm. So it was it was huge. And so that's that wanting to be with people, have that presence is how that healing circle came about. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it's pretty powerful. I was going to say the biggest takeaway from this that I'm getting is that sometimes we really need to get outside of our comfort zone and, and, mm. you know, meet new people, get in front of a, a completely different bunch of people. Because if we are, say if we are in that relationship we and we can't work it out unless we seek some counseling and that counseling mm. can oftentimes be in the form of speaking to friends or or being in part of a circle of you know people who are coming from a similar you know similar trouble and yeah yeah you know they listen to you you listen to them and 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 the big one is that you know you feel you feel comfortable sometimes talking to stranger more than than you feel comfortable talking to um to somebody in a broken relationship so it's yeah yeah that's true it's that's important true. to let it out and and yeah and seek some advice yeah. yeah and it helps to just get your own thoughts in in line and you know get clarity around well how I, am i actually feeling what am i actually thinking about this so then you can hopefully be able to go back to the relationship and communicate that in a in a much more resourceful way and yeah and be heard so understanding yeah what i find really helps is understanding people's behavior types in that to help communicate in a way that that's going to help them be heard and the other person hear you so so yeah. what are what are some of the behavior traits to to look at when it comes to effective communication yeah, so I like to, I use the DISC system. I love mm-hmm. DISC. So you've got your your warrior d- dominant type who is very much, wants a result straight down the line. They're not wishy-washy. Whereas, you know, the opposite to that is an S personality. So she... I'm go- and the mother archetype is, you know, the archetype connected to S. They're the stable person, but they they might be a bit more quiet. They're quite soft and nurturing and gen- they can have the role of a people pleaser attached to them. And so mm-hmm. when you can understand that difference and, well, I know for myself personally, I'm, I tend to be attracted to the Ds whereas I'm an S. And so seeing how they interact together, because they're complete opposites, helps you to understand, okay, so I need to show up as me as the yes, I need to show up a bit more and be more direct in what I say. And they're actually not going to get upset by me being direct. They're going to actually either find it 
a turn on or <laughs> find it just much more empowering. Like, yes, we're getting to what the real problem is here. Mm-hmm. And, and other people, so understanding and, and for the D person and vice versa, they need to, for them to be able to get across to the S person, they need to relax and soften because the D could actually scare the S person and they'll put up boundaries yeah. and, and they'll just, they'll switch off because it'll just be too, too much conflict, too, too confronting. So other, other personality types or behavior types is like, there's the I, which is kind of the, it's the influencer. They're the joker. They, they're a lot more fun loving and they'll often use laughter and humor to cover up the, the uncomfortable emotional side of things. And so when you can understand that and what's actually driving their behaviour, you can just connect into that. Either you can break down the walls a lot quicker using humour with them Mm -hmm. or being able to, well, yeah, just respond to the cues that they they are giving you. Yeah. And, And then you've got the C, which is the, compliant and they like facts they like numbers and so they're going to be a lot more structured in their communication they might be a bit held back so they tend to be more introvert but mm-hmm. being able to they're going to want direct communication they're going to want to analyze and yeah so they can get lost in their head as well and so being able to be with them and just see when they drift into their head because mm. there's body language that tells you when they've gone into the head that's going to help you really connect in a way and communicate in a way that is going to get to them and help them really hear what's going on this is very useful stuff because yeah if you have two people that are in a relationship understanding you know doing it doing a disc profiling on each other or or getting it done and then you know present that to each other yeah. really helps because you can then understand okay i can see now where how how you are as a person how i can see i can mm. see where your dominant side is and then you can try yeah i think that's yeah. that's great great if an effective tool mm, yeah it's it's fantastic yeah. i actually had a, a really good chat on uh, one of the episode with um a profiling expert alan he, he also mm-hmm. uh, expand on that as well uh yeah so yeah definitely can see that this is uh you know, I'm not hearing that for a first time. So just saying, yeah, yeah this is great. Yes, yeah, so great tool. Value. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and, and and like, there's other things that you can understand about yourself in terms of like, atta- with attachment theories, and if if you tend to be an avoidant, have avoidant attachment, where you actually run away from the conflict. So as soon as something or as soon as something gets vulnerable, you run away, mm. or you might be more of a one that is kind of more needy and needs that reassurance from your yeah. from your partner. And so, you know, if you understand where you are on those scales, it helps your partner know, okay, so she's just sent me this message with some comment that maybe in the past I would have just gone, ah, you know, I don't know what she's talking about. But mm. when you can actually understand these things, 
even just something simple like sending a love heart back from, you know, for example, from the male to the female when she's just sent this thing because she's feeling insecure about something, that simple thing can just help her make or feel more secure and have that reassurance for her to go forward and, you know, keep doing what she's doing, what she needs to do. And so just understanding all these all these tools is just fantastic to be able to help you to communicate in a way that makes them feel loved. And, and supported. And supported, yeah. Mm. And like you like like someone's <laughs> got your back. Yeah. And like I said, all it takes is just maybe just sending a little little, little something. It doesn't have to be uh, a long message. Yeah, yeah. Just knowing that you care yeah. for the other person. Yeah, that's right. Now, what are some of the other hurdles that you you know you've personally faced in in your life? Some like you know tricky situation, and if you're willing to share, obviously. And how did you overcome? Okay, yes. Yeah, so there were a few things. One of the big things which is really pivotal to communication is actually being able to accept a no as an answer. Because what I realized, so I'm the codependent in the relationship mm-hmm. and the codependent is one who has been able, well, who just tries to make everyone else happy the whole time. And I noticed what I was doing in majority of relationships, and this even came through at work, I would, if I, there was something I wanted to do, I would keep asking the question or I would keep asking the question and changing the way I'd ask it until I got the answer I wanted. Right. And so I wasn't actually able to accept a no as an answer. And I now realize how significantly my ex, he can't accept a no as an answer. And so being able to go, okay, it's okay for someone not to agree with you. It's okay to have that conflict really and for someone else to be different is comes from your own self-worth and so that's because from you know this whole journey my own self-worth has been massive being able to yeah get self-worth back and really value myself in ways that I never did and I never had awareness of prior to leaving the marriage either I came from quite a Christian background where it was all about service to others, but it's like, mm-hmm. hold on, what about what about me and looking after myself so then I can function in a much better way for to help other people, but it has to start with me. So yeah, accepting that as yeah, I gotta look after myself and giving myself that time was huge and you know when you're a mum of three and working full time and lots of things going on that can be really really challenging it's not an easy process to go through right i mean there's many things that play in your head you might think Mm -hmm. well am i selfish because i'm caring for myself now is it is Mm -hmm. that you know am i being selfish because of it but yeah it's not the answer is no i mean if, if you're doing it because not from the right reasons and, and you know you still want to help others too but you're now realizing look i actually need to look after myself as well because you want to have a balance in life you can't just be a yes for everybody yeah so, absolutely yeah and yeah definitely 
because you need to, and, and like that whole selfish thing, that was a big thing because one of the things I was constantly told by my ex is when I, because the marriage broke down when I started to made the decision to lose weight and start going to the gym. And, and I was working with a personal trainer. And so that point, and because I actually, that's what gave me the first bit of confidence to really start or empowerment to start looking after myself, but actually break away from the relationship. Mm. And, you know, through that process, I was told you're being selfish, you're putting yourself before the family and um, you don't care about the family anymore. And that was a lot of, and, you know, my kids were being told that as well. Mum cares more about the gym than us, you kids and, you know, our family. So that was really trying to not believe that myself. You mm. need support around you and you need to have that, that fire inside that, you know what, I'm functioning so much better now because I'm looking after myself which makes me be a better mum, makes me be a better. At that time, I was a medical scientist. I was a medical scientist for 15 years, so I was still working. And so that helped me be better at work and, yeah, in, in every area of life because I was getting the twinkle back in my eye, everything else benefited from Absolutely. that looking after myself. I mean, how can you be a good role model for uh, for others, and and if if you're not if you're not feeling stable within yourself, right? So investing yeah. in yourself that's the first thing. I mean, mm, when you go on, definitely. when you go on, I mean, simple simple. I know maybe it's a wrong analogy, but or example, but I think it it could relate. You know, when we're on the, on a plane, what's what's the first thing they sa- to say to you? You know, yeah. for the flight. You know, if there's a an, an issue, you know, when the gas mask drop down, the first yep. thing you need to do is put the gas mask. Or whatever that's on called, yourself. you know, the mask on yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You need to be able to help. In order to help others, you need to be able to be strong within yourself and have you yeah. know, strong integrity and feel yep. emotionally balanced. It's so important. Mm. So you know, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And if, if you were in a relationship where you can't constantly being, you know, belittled and and not be not felt supported, then that doesn't make you confident. Yeah, it doesn't that doesn't help? So mm. going and making that decision hiring a personal trainer by the way well done yeah. to that because um yeah, I've, thank you, you know myself have been a personal trainer and i know it's it's a it's a big step for somebody to to, yeah, to do that it's huge yeah um but it brings a benefit mm, definitely start like, working out yeah this whole start of my whole my whole journey definitely yeah and uh, well since we've touched on the an aspect of, of exercising. What are you doing these days? How do you look after yourself to keep fit and healthy? So I, I go to yoga. I, mm-hmm. I do Bikram yoga or hot yoga. And so that's been a big part of my journey as well, being able to submit to the heat. And like oh, yoga is just such a fantastic tool because I don't just go there to do it. It was a chance for me to first look at myself in the mirror and then and actually just accept myself where I was. Yes, there are bits about my body I didn't like. Yes, you know, I, I felt I could have been better here or I could have done better there, but it was being able to just see myself as I was and mm. be there in that present moment was pretty big for me. 
and not look at myself with disgust anymore. And then being able to, and when you put yourself in a more stressful environment like the heat, it helps, it brings out all your, your behaviour patterns. So whether you're procrastinating going into a pose, whether you're coming out of a pose early because it's too much so you try and back away from it, you know, all those different behaviour types that hold us back in life, like procrastination and the limiting beliefs and, no, I can't do this today, I'm just going to do the easy step, is really, I've found so amazing to help me through the more stressful times in life. Because if you can handle yourself in the more stressful environment of a hot room and still be focused and grounded and get the job done, that transfers to outside of life. And it's it's a practice of actually mind control and, and focus and increasing your ability to handle stress, which, um, yeah, is amazing. It, I wouldn't well, be here without yoga. Yeah, absolutely. I could definitely relate. I mean, um, putting yourself through a stressful situation, getting yourself outside the comfort zone, that's where... Mm-hmm really the magic happens that's where we yeah. we we rebuild that's where we become stronger our integrity becomes stronger and i've actually got an interesting guest lined up just for the guys listening just a bit of a teaser yeah. not yeah. sure when that's going to go out but i've got a guest from a guy in america he's 70 years old and at the age of 56 he decided to do an ironman mm-hmm. wow and he's done seven ironman i had a really good chat with him uh, the other day and he said you know he's his integrity, his like mental toughness is the yeah. hardest, like the strongest it's ever been. Like nothing can shake that now because, you yeah. know, he's he's made that decision to put himself through, you know, that's challenge. I mean, that's a challenging event even for somebody younger, you know, mm. what, is, what is it, you know, 50K ride and they run and, and swim and whatnot. I mean, that's, that's physically a, a grilling yeah. experience and yeah, doing it at his age is just – yeah, so definitely, I can, mm-hmm. you know, I can tell. And you know, this is, um, you know, your example, his example. Anybody mm-hmm. out there, you know, listening, you know, I mean, this podcast is called Success Inspire, and doesn't mean you know it's, it's just success in career or success in business. It's success yeah. in your life. We only get one life, and yeah, we want to live the most fulfilled life. And whatever that success represents, it's a, if it's a, if it's a success in having a great relationships that's mm. a success in its own and if we yeah. if we expand it even further i mean if you do want to be successful in your career or your you know your business endeavors first and foremost you need to be stable within your own your own house right you look at the muscle yeah. of Spir- pyramid you know mm-hmm. you've got the basic needs you got to cover those first and i yeah. bet from memory i think the relationships other you know personal and family relationships are very important i think they're at the lower portion of it that they're, they're the more pri- primary um mm. needs right if before yeah, self because yeah. i mean you can't self-actualize unless you feel stable within yeah. your relationships and within yourself right so yeah that's right so yeah being able to have that that security and that stability at home it makes a difference in in every life every area of life definitely are there any um, additional strategies for somebody listening on, you know, how they can go through that process, you know, connecting within themselves, 
you know, yeah. that emotional intimacy and all that sort of stuff just to become a better better person and, and feel confident as, as, as one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I I do use meditation. But one of the big things, because I was very much, I'll describe it as a shell at the beginning, I was running businesses. We had we had had a couple of takeaway shops, cafe takeaways, and working nights as a medical scientist and three kids. And I was just a robot doing, doing, doing. I didn't have any time for me and definitely did not have time to feel because that would have just opened up a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> and so my process in the last six years has been I like to say filling in that internal. So actually bringing awareness back to myself, living in my body and feeling again. So doing things like, and it's, it's somatic things that helped with that process. So going to the beach and when I'm at the beach, I'm just not, I'm not just there just going for a swim. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the individual granules of sand between my feet I'm when you dive into a wave, I'm feeling the bubbles of the water go over my skin and really focusing on those somatic sensory feelings. And it helps you to bring yourself back to presence, to being. And Mm. yeah, and start being there in the moment. And then when you can start actually feeling into your body again and being having that awareness of the energies that are going in and out, that's when you start to be able to detect what emotions are going on. And so one of the next things I then did was my meditation would be sitting in front of a heater because I also, because of the hot yoga, I grew to take comfort in the heat as well. Mm -hmm. And so I would actually sit in front of a heater and do my meditation and it's really just breathing doing deep belly breathings right right down to your belly where when you breathe in, your belly expands. When you breathe out, your belly falls. And, you know, counting on your breaths and focusing on that breath going in and going out, feeling your lungs expand and your lungs falling. So really zooming into those specific sensations within your body. It helps to start detect the different energies because emotions are energy, right? It, it comes from the word emotare, the Latin word emotare, which means energy in motion. And so all our emotions are just energy. They're different vibrational frequencies of energy. So things like shame and anger and sadness, they're a much heavier energy and they're moving a lot slower. And then things like happiness and joy and peace are a much higher vibration. And you, you, so you, they feel a lot, a lot lighter. And so when you can actually be tuned into the different energies going in and out of your body, which are the emotions, and you actually allow yourself to feel them and then when you accept them in your body, they will release. So allowing them to come you know, be aware of what's going on in your body. And then the next step is acknowledging that there's something there or putting a a name to it. So actually calling it anger or sadness or frustration or shame and then allowing it to be there. 
and accepting all your emotions because all our emotions are part of the human experience. And when we feel something in the depth of shame and the heaviness that shame feels like, it then gives us that contrast of how freaking amazing joy and peace and love actually feels. Mm. And it helps you appreciate it more. It helps you to be able to just light up and experience every emotion in, at, a diff, at a deeper depth. And, you know, that's what life is. That's, it's about being and feeling those energies coming in and out. So, this is powerful stuff. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And so, and when, when we actually allow ourselves to feel them, even if, you know, there's been times when I've had hurt and it has felt like my chest is being ripped open, but it doesn't last long. And so when you know this is only an energy and I, you know, I'm okay here on the ground, you know, often I'll be in a child's pose in yoga child's pose or something, but you know it's only temporary, you can let it go. And so then it actually passes through and, and then you feel back at peace. You're back at the, the neutral state of, well, what I, I would consider you know you've let it go when you've come back to peace and you feel that groundedness. So it's pretty amazing. And it's been my main journey, like, because I've, I discovered I had PTSD. I was functioning with PTSD for many years but hadn't actually allowed myself to acknowledge that. Mm. And so when I actually, I had a really bad housebreaking a couple of years ago Right. And for me, whether it's right or wrong, it brought up the fact that... It's a very violent experience, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the word violating wasn't... I was having issues connecting with. It was the second break-in that I'd probably connect more with violating, but it was more... Uh, so there was a second break-in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. <but> the, first, <laughs> the first one, the house, it was just trashed it was vandalized spray paint all over the place milo and red wine and it's amazing how damaging milo can actually be just thrown all over the place and coffee and uh cordial it's just everywhere the house had to be recarpeted and repainted and really not much got stolen and sounds like it must have been teenagers or somebody just to they said that they they said oh it'll be teenagers but the nature of it, and look, I had a few energy people come and they they actually said, this is revengeful. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel like there was a lot of revenge there. And there was only one set of footprints as well because, because of the mess. There was a clear set of footprints mm-hmm. that they had walked through. But at least for me, it was the fulfilment of threats I had received in the past. And so that kind of opened up a whole can of worms about, you know, just all the emotions I hadn't allowed myself to feel and, you know, going back years that I, you know, when you threaten people, it's, and this is any relationship, people may only be joking around and trying to, you know, just have fun or be sarcastic or what whatever is driving them, but 
when it's repetitive, it can have a really lasting effect on people mm. and be embedded in their subconscious. I mean, good example is bullying in schools, right? It's repetitive yeah. behavior. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's right. And so while it may seem more fun on the surface, when people keep saying it over and over again, it, it's going into the subconscious. As much as they're trying to push it away, there will be some effect at some point in time. And yeah, so just that whole process of healing from that and getting through the trauma that kept coming, it the emotional intimacy work was just helped me stay grounded, helped me to experience those emotions and release them. Because when if you've got PTSD, and so my symptoms are now gone, but if you've got PTSD, you're reliving the trauma and you haven't allowed yourself to fully feel all the depth of those emotions that were caused or as a result of that trauma or you've locked them away because that's what our mind does. It locks emotions and trauma, effects of trauma away in our mind that if we're not ready to deal with them, they'll be in this little black box in our subconscious. And so when you're ready and okay enough to be able to experience all those emotions, that's when your body's ready to actually open it up and release them. And it helps you bring, come back to that state of peace. And as a result, you heal, heal uh, the behaviors that you've, you've created out of as a way to handle that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty powerful. The emotional intimacy is is one of the number one healing aspects or techniques. So, one easy place where somebody can start with that would be there's, I mean, like a meditation app, right? Maybe download one of yeah. those apps and just start with that. And I mean, yeah, I, I know I've I've tried meditation for I don't I don't practice meditation, although I know I should. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I definitely believe it's it's effective. Yeah, I've done it a few times. Uh, I think I could build built myself up to five minutes. I think oh. just I think back when I was just sitting in a park, you know, in between training clients, and I was back in mm. Sydney, was really busy working and managing a gym, and and just had a lot going on. Yeah. I definitely found you know just sitting down in a park, just looking up the trees, you know, switching on one mm. of the little lessons for five minutes, and just trying to stay, actually, you know, trying not to think about anything, just trying. Yeah. focus on the more simplest thing which was just my breathing and uh, even those you know stupid little five minutes I did felt great I felt a bit more balanced a bit more grounded after you know after those five minutes going back to doing my work I was actually able to be more productive again and yeah so Mm. definitely meditation great yeah giving yourself that time to do the meditation um, and and breathing just focusing on your breath because when we do those breaths, that calms your parasympathetic nervous system down or bring, brings your sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic, which takes you out of that flight, fight yeah. and freeze reflex. And so it calms your body and helps you be in the present moment in a grounded state. So, yeah, now, breath work, definitely. Uh, I like to, you know, bring back things in reference to you know health and fitness and this is actually a really interesting thing because uh, you mentioned you know fight or flight and when we are you know, constantly in a stress mode because we've got yeah. lots going on 
a yeah. body releases, you know, lots of cortisol. And if somebody, you know, let's bring an example of somebody's trying to get healthier, uh, let's say if they're overweight, mm-hmm. you know, unless they can get themselves in a balanced mode, they're going to they're gonna find it very difficult to lose weight because that mm-hmm. cortisol is just creating havoc in the body and and it just creates a, a downward spiral, right? You see them yeah. going and drinking coffees, which is acidic forming, and that, that sort of stirs up even more stress hormones. and. Mm. So yeah, but that's that's all. That'll be for another dep- episode to talk about the topic of health and fitness. But um, yeah, and how, how the yeah that'd be fantastic. How how the hormones really do yeah have an effect on your well weight loss if someone's trying to lose weight and yeah yeah it's absolutely. definitely valuable to understand. Now, Beth, mm-hmm. you you provide a lot of value in the last uh, an hour almost on. Mm-hmm. on on everything we've discussed, but what about you? As and, and yeah, I would like to say thank you, and uh, thank also, you. and uh, and now I just wanted to know uh, you as a business owner now. You, you've you've got your you've got your coaching business. Can we just talk a little bit about that just to wrap up today's episode? Um, just if we yeah. can, you know, maybe provide some value from you know business area for somebody you know looking to start a business, maybe a coaching business, somebody out there, you know, maybe have gone through similar experience and looking to now provide more value to people, be in a relationship mm. coach. What was the, uh, you know, how was the journey of starting a business? What was the hardest thing for you? The hardest thing, I would say, myself doubt because being able to and embracing the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So particularly if, if you're an S-type personality like I am, you don't like to not know what's going on. You don't, yeah, you, embracing the uncertainty and having that trust in yourself. And, yes, self-doubt is going to come up. And I remember one of my mentors actually saying, like his, um, you know, he trains lots of coaches and he said, yeah, a couple times a year he would be ready to quit. And that's when you know you've pushed yourself enough and you're about to really break through. So it's okay if you do get those moments when you think you're not good enough, you think you know you may want to throw it in. If it is what is right for you and your why is big enough, you're going to be able to push through that and when you do get to the other side, it's amazing. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be all smooth sailing. Starting a business brings with it so much uncertainty and, yeah, unknown aspects. So just trusting yourself that you can take the steps to do what you need to do to make it all happen. And the yeah. biggest takeaway point from the this what you just said is you know it's often said that you know you you need to do something that you truly love you truly enjoy mm. doing and you you know that's your purpose you really enjoy yep. doing that that's yep. definitely given you need to start business but like you said you know don't expect that it's going to be a smooth sailing you know there will be a moment because I mean, when we run a business there's so many different aspects of it and some of the aspects mm. you will not enjoy doing um, yeah. but it's just what comes with it. And the other thing is what you said, you know, when you start a business, you don't know where to start. You don't know 
I mean, and you want to know, you know, as you said, you know, you, you, you come from like a nested sort of approach. Like you like to know what's, where, what's the path. Yeah. And, you know, when you start a business, you don't know it. But just yesterday, I actually thought this is a, this is a really good example. I'm going to use it in the, in an episode. I saw, you know, my partner, mm-hmm. she was, she was a uh, whole day. She just spent, you know, putting together uh, a, a puzzle, you know, one of those, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a big one. It was 2,000 pieces puzzle. And she yeah. had it all spread out. And it was a picture of a boat and a blue sky. And so <laughs> when you have a puzzle and there's a blue <laughs> sky, you're like, holy crap. Um, but you know what? That's good. That's a great, uh, that's a great example because, um, mm. you know, wh- when, when you start with a puzzle, it's 1,000 pieces. You mm. don't know. You don't know which one's going to go together. But yeah. you, you just start. You just start, mm-hmm. and after a while, with some with some determination, and if you really want to see that picture in the end, if you got that vision, the end end goal in mind, you will yeah. make it happen. You know, you just got to put the effort and try and put the pieces yeah. together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, slowly put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And actually, one one point I would recommend to anyone starting a business: at least start with knowing your top five values mm. and understanding what is really important to you because, and I did a talk the other day and it was, my point was we, we have different value systems in all the different areas of our life. And so over time of having a business, you will get more clarity around the values of your business and, but it's, it's a good exercise to do at the beginning to go, oh, well, what, what experience do I want my clients to have? So my clients need to be showing me showing up with certainty and compassion and, and a softness about me. They need, need me to be there and yeah, have, have that confidence and knowledge as well to be able to help them feel safe, to be able to open up and go where they need to go. And, but you don't necessarily know that at the beginning. But if you can go and do that exercise for your own personal self, at least what lights you up and what's important to you. And so whether it's connection, so connection or family, whether it's, you know, you really think it's important to have a growth mindset or under, understanding and forever learning all those values of what's important to you, that's a really great point to start, to know your values so well that if someone said, what's your top five values, you can go understanding, generosity, compassion, connection and peace or whatever it is for you and that will help you then start moulding your business around what's important to you. Like, for example, my business I'm moulding around being able to be a single mum where I can pick my kids up from school and drop them off in the morning. Cause as a medical scientist, I couldn't. And so, and because I'm connection driven. So I know my connection is connection is one of my highest values. And so that's really important to me for me to be able to do that. And so that's, yeah, that's the basis of where I'm designing my, I design my business around to make sure I'm still fulfilling what I want to fulfill within myself. And if somebody is, is looking at going through a process of finding their values, I mean, that's a, you know, if you don't know what they are, um, mm. I mean, I'm sure there's some 
good exercises. Is that something that you can provide for your clients? Yeah, yeah. So I do do values elicitation, and yeah, so it, it's a set process that we actually go through a series of questions and mm-hmm. exploring. But even you know, people being able to so yeah, it, it makes it a lot easier doing it with the coach, but you can still do it by yourself. And being able to just ask yourself, well, what do I enjoy in life? What is it that I love to do? Helps you to just start asking yourself those questions about what do I actually enjoy and find, you know, enjoyable and fun. And Mm. that will help to narrow down what's important to you. Maybe having a thing of like situations or moments that you've enjoyed. Yeah. Part of most could be you know you're out in the outside and you know kicking a ball and just having a fun and that's really yeah. enjoyed and like i guess yeah it's and 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 you're only going to be able to find that out if if you you know if you're truly present and you're trying to reflect back on 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 those moments right yeah yeah have, that's right have you heard about love languages yes Yes, so that's this is it's very much what you just everything you said. I was just wondering. I mean, is this is this from this particular system or? Yeah, that that is one of the systems that I use. Now, it's I wouldn't say it's it's great for a starting point, and I'd mm-hmm. highly recommend the five love languages. So they are acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, gift giving, and there's always which one have yeah. I missed? I think there's one there I've missed. That's all right. We can physical touch. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a great place to start and understanding that in, in your relationships is fantastic, but then I would say there's more to it as well. And so understanding, you know, your attachment styles, like the, if you are avoidant or if you're more needy and how that works in, in your relationship. So is someone actually going to retreat and is that going to be their base behaviour type that they're going to do in an intimate relationship at times? And so it's about them being able to have that awareness of where you are and then actually stop playing, stop doing that dance, actually bring to that point of having the acknowledgement from both people of, yep, yeah, okay, this is what I do, this is what I do. And so all that's coming from our subconscious imprint, behavior imprinting, conditioning. Yep. And then how to actually then, okay, so do you give me permission to pull you up and just get you to stop when I see you doing that? And so it's that, it's that communication between each other to then stop those behavior patterns that turn into unresourceful behavior and actually helps you to then connect on a deeper level and break that, stop that dance of, you know, the behaviour patterns that keep getting played out in relationships that don't serve anyone in the long run. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more to it on top of the love languages, but the love languages are amazing for an introduction. Like I, I, Early on when I first started coaching, I coached someone, a beautiful gentleman who he'd been married 40 years. And, of course, I was thinking at that point, oh, well, who am I to help this guy? But 
we used the love languages and for him to be able to tune into what was important for him and what was important for his wife and then realise that, oh, they were completely different. And so that's why she gets upset when I don't do that and that's why he gets upset when she doesn't do that, something else. And, Mm. yeah, he he found that really, really profound for where he was because he hadn't stopped to think about that. So, yeah, fantastic stuff. Now, Beth, anybody listening right now that is struggling with their relationship and wants to, wants to, yeah, live more fulfilling life, how can how can they get in touch with you? The easiest way is Facebook at the moment. My website has is in the middle of being redone, so okay. yeah, Facebook is the is the best way. My alignment coaching page or. Uh, I also have a co-parenting support services page and or Beth Dovey as well. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. So uh, Facebook page, uh, Alignment Coaching Services, yep. is that what it's called? Awesome. Yes. Yep. Make sure we put all that in the show notes. And I believe we've um, been able to work out a little offer for all the listeners, don't we? Yeah. I, I'm just offering at the moment one-on-one on, one on one coaching for three people um, ready to take on three three more clients at the moment, and through that one on one package, there's it includes some um, regular healing circle sessions and my communicate to connect course, as well as taking you through. Uh, there's another online program that you'd get as a bonus gift called Empower You, and yeah, being able to really take you through that process of connecting to yourself. And over a three-month period, connecting to yourself to really step out of your comfort zone and be the best version of you and be aligned with your core and um, empowered to communicate your truth, which is amazing. That's awesome. And now I know you, you're based in, in Brisbane, so you provide also some face-to-face workshops. But for anybody yep. listening, do you also look after clients internationally or is it Australia-wide only? Or Yeah, I do. do I've had clients in New Zealand as well. Uh, so, And I, I've had a few inquiries from America as well. So, yes, international, happy to take on international clients. And because I all majority of my processes... And sessions we can do over Zoom and it works really well over Zoom, being able to see each other. Yeah, you still get the amazing shifts through even just on the phone or Zoom is amazing. So, yeah. Yep. Excellent. Well, with that, thank you so much, Beth, uh, for being on the show today. I really value your time and for all the advice that you provide for our listeners. I'm sure they'll get tons of value from this. I'll make You're sure everything... Welcome put in the show notes for everybody and yeah i'll wish you all the yeah. best and thank you very much today and hopefully we'll you know have a chat again soon yeah thank you and thank you so much for the opportunity it's been lovely to chat today and yeah fantastic to talk about this type of stuff i love talking about this it's it's very cool and it, it lights up lights up my world and i'm sure it lights up other people's worlds too absolutely so, thank yeah. you Beth. thank you so thank much you. thank you Thank you, everybody, for listening to the end of another great interview on the Success Inspired 
podcast. We publish these episodes once a week. And on the next one, I'm talking to a very successful entrepreneur who has more than a dozen multi-award winning six and seven figure businesses across multiple industries, as well as a founder of Australia's largest business networking group. So if you're in a small business and you're looking at uh, getting to meet other business owners and build some partnerships, then I highly recommend you tune in for the next one. To get notified about all these upcoming episodes and receive more valuable information to help you be more successful, whether in personal, career or business, then please make sure to subscribe to my new mailing list. You'll find a link for this mailing list in the show notes. Now, if you want to help me bring more great guests to the show for me to interview or extend the reach of this show to more people, simply subscribe, write and review this show on Apple Podcasts and let your mates know about this on social media. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great day.